I'm Doug Blair. And I'm Samantha Ring. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for September 15th. Here are today's headlines. As Republican governors continue to send illegal immigrants to so-called sanctuary cities, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis defended his decision to send 50 migrants to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. DeSantis told a gathered crowd of reporters Thursday morning that Florida is not a sanctuary state, and he stood by his decision. Per local news station, 10 Tampa Bay. Every community in America should be sharing in the burdens. It shouldn't all fall on a handful of red states. And so they're now doing it. Now they have to decide, okay, this is a policy you've supported to have an open border. You don't like it as much. When you get just a small, small, small amount compared to what these folks have dealt with in in Texas and in other states, and of course, we are just at one state that everybody wants to come to. Yes, we see Americans moving here in record numbers, people visiting here. We were the number one state for foreign tourism by far in 2021 for all U.S. tourism. But even people across the border, there's a lot that say they want to come to Florida. So our message is, you know, we're not a sanctuary state. Uh, We don't have benefits or, or any of that. There are some sanctuary jurisdictions, and that would be better. Now, what would be the best is for Biden to do his damn job and secure the border. On Wednesday, a plane with 50 migrants landed without any warning in the wealthy town of Martha's Vineyard. The plane originated in Florida. Earlier this morning, Texas Governor Greg Abbott sent an additional two busloads of migrants to the Washington, D.C. home of Vice President Kamala Harris, likely in response to statements she made Sunday that the southern border was secure. During a radio interview with Texas station KFYO, Abbott confirmed he sent the buses and blasted Harris and President Biden, saying, she's the border czar, and we felt that if she won't come down to see the border, if President Biden will not come down and see the border, we will make sure they see it firsthand. Unionized rail workers and railroad companies managed to avoid a massive shutdown of the industry earlier today after the groups signed a tentative agreement. After 20 hours, a group of unions representing 115,000 rail workers tentatively agreed to a deal with major rail companies like Union Pacific, Norfolk Southern, and Kansas City Southern. The Hill reported some of the details of the potential deal, including permitting rail workers to take time off for doctor's appointments and other scheduled events without being penalized, 24% pay raises over five years, and new caps on workers' health care costs. The agreement now moves to the unions as a whole for a vote on whether to agree fully with the deal. Reuters reported that even if the unions reject the deal due to the language included in the current tentative agreement, workers will be forbidden from striking for at least the next several weeks. Amtrak announced it would resume scheduled service Friday after having canceled long-distance journeys as a potential strike loomed. The Supreme Court ruled yesterday that a Jewish university in New York City had to recognize an LGBT student club. The court ruled 5-4 against Yeshiva University, refusing to block a lower court's ruling saying that the school violated New York City's anti-discrimination laws by barring the club. The university argued that recognizing the club would be inconsistent with the school's Torah values and the religious environment it seeks to maintain, as reported by Reuters. The decision means that Yeshiva University will have to fight the issue out in the state court system. Justices Samuel Alito, Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, and Amy Coney Barrett dissented, 
while Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Brett Kavanaugh joined with the liberal justices. In his dissent, Alito wrote, The First Amendment guarantees the right to the free exercise of religion, and if that provision means anything, it prohibits a state from enforcing its own preferred interpretation of Holy Scripture. Yet that is exactly what New York has done in this case, and it is disappointing that a majority of this court refuses to provide relief. Republicans plan on launching several congressional investigations into chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, should they take back the House in the November midterm elections. NBC reported, citing six unnamed sources. The report indicates that Republicans plan to investigate Milley over the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, wokeness in the military, and military readiness. Milley has come under fire for what conservatives perceive as multiple issues surrounding his conduct. In October 2020, Milley called his Chinese equivalent without President Trump's permission to assure him everything was fine and that the U.S. would not be launching any attacks against China. Following the January 6th attack on the Capitol, Milley took the unprecedented step of ordering that he personally be consulted on any military actions ordered from Trump, including the use of nuclear weapons. The New York Post reported at the time that Milley told Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi that the nuclear triggers are secure and that we're not going to do, we're not going to allow anything crazy, illegal, immoral, or unethical to happen. President Biden issued a new executive order today focused on dampening China's influence in the American tech industry. The order gives the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States the authority to investigate foreign investments and transactions in areas related to national supply chains and tech. Affected industries include microelectronics, artificial intelligence, and biotechnology. Although China is not specifically mentioned in the new order, Chinese President Xi Jinping highlighted each of the mentioned industries in his Made in China 2025 drive back in 2014. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't done so already, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for The Daily Signal Interview Edition, where Jarrett Stepin will be sitting down with Sumantra Mitra to discuss the British monarchy. And be sure to subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts. And help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. The executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen, Doug Blair, and Samantha Rank. Sound design by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.